0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, your contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, it brings us great joy and a little sadness. Uh to welcome for the last time Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. Yes, this will be her last time on Fix It 101. I guess we could invite you in every once in a while for some reason.
2: Absolutely. Maybe. Anyway,
1: because sure tomorrow she- at 10, she'll debut her very own show, Auto Correct. So uh this morning we're going to be talking about the new shows, some of the other things that she's working on. Uh, of course we're going to take your home improvement questions, your car questions. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at MPBonline.org. Reminder, Fixit101 re-airs every Saturday at mm-hmm. nine, right before Gestalt Gardner, which comes on at ten. So uh, something to look for this uh, Saturday at night. We'll be on it. Great, that's right. Looking so, forward. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Doing great. Yeah. Good. Doing really good. Yeah.
3: Dale looks really smoothie. I can't see. Man, that. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I was just fixing to find out. Where,
4: where, where's Dale going after the show?
0: Right. No, I heard there were going to be some celebrities here, so I just dressed uh, up a little. It's oh, Allison. There you go. Right, yeah.
4: <laughs> now, so, now has Al- As- Allison hasn't been banned from our show.
1: No, 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 no. So she, she be, can come she back. She can come back. It's I just, got you. It's just, uh, you know, she'll have her own thing going on, her own thing to do on Thursday. Yeah. She's not going to mess with the small people she anymore. Won't, yeah, we'll be. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> appreciate when it. she accepts her award on stage, she'll say I'd like to thank the little people. Right. Jeff Sammons first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um so anyway, how's everybody uh how did everyone's week shake out? Did you guys get a lot of work from the rain and that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah we did. We did. So
0: Yeah. And got wet Me too and
1: Actually, got wet. I had to yeah. fix
3: my van because of rain through it. Really? It, 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 yeah, it froze up the alternator, and it was my fault for not going ahead and fixing a rain spout under the cow. So there's another example of do not let repairs go for too long. By the way, you
1: know, uh, ladies oh, and gentlemen, yes. she said cowl, not cow. That Cow-er- That sounds oh, just man. like a, you know, a... a
2: <laughs> not the cow a, in my man. A... a,
1: a, a,
4: a, 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 a repair person, I mean a a home repair person, the last thing they're gonna do is work on their own home. Oh yeah. Mm. It's the last really thing true. Allison is gonna do is work on her own Right. Home.
3: I, I hate working on my I own understand. Cars. I understand. I get it. I mean it. I love working on my sports car but not my regular vehicle. Sure, right. I get
0: uh-huh. it. So Dell, what'd you do this week? Well um dodging the rain, we um finished up a roof and uh, laid down some floors and things, but it was challenging. We um like I said the rain did catch us a couple of times so um I got wet. But that comes with uh, being a roofer for years and years. uh, Mm -hmm. Your skin kind of gets like a duck, and the rain just rolls down your back. Right. All right. That's cool. And um,
1: Allison, I've seen you all all over the place lately getting ready for tomorrow.
5: Yes. That's
1: fantastic. And um, uh, Ezra popped in. uh, Ezra Wall from the news department popped his head in right before the show started and thanked Allison because... I guess about two, three months ago, uh, his car was dead in the parking lot, and we just sat there and buzzed around (laughs) it for about half an hour, until finally, I was like, hang on, let me call Allison. And Allison uh, fixed Ezra's car 30 minutes away from the car Mm. on the phone. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, So, good job. No pressure, by the way. Um, (laughs) Bring (laughs) on. Also, also... This weekend I got out into it, guys, and even though it was raining at my home, Mm -hmm. stayed in the carport, and I had been dying to make a an enclosure from our garbage cans, right? So that you couldn't see the garbage cans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And what I did was I used old fence wood that somebody had already thrown out, and I built a frame like a like a gate frame, you know, like you would for a, a fence and put those old slats on there clean them up a little bit put those old slats on there it looks uh it looks just like the rig- the, the rest of the fence the rest of the privacy fence um, So you made a decorative garbage bin Yeah you well, you can't I was thinking I was trying to make it decorative but you can't you can't even see it, so I guess oh, that's privacy. even better. Yeah, right. It's a privacy garbage. Camouflaged. Garbage. Right. It's Camouflaged. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and do this. Ann's on the line in Hernando, and she's got a oh no, a question about an ice maker. Timmy, call now. Ann, <laughs> are you with us? Yes. So what's going on with your ice maker?
6: Um, the ice maker uh, water hose just continued to shoot water through. Uh, my refrigerator, and uh, I didn't realize that it had gone into disrepair and it shot unabated, unchecked for two hours and just flooded everything. And I manually turned the water uh, feed off. Uh And I'm wondering, does anyone have any ideas as to what the problem might be and whether or not it's worth getting fixed?
1: Um, If you had a leak, that that most likely will be fairly fixable with uh, – uh, go ahead, Jeff. I can I, see you know, you.
4: I, think, I think it's that valve that Timmy that. talks about. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it, w- without Timmy here, we're going to call it an actuator valve. And, right, there you go. And when the ice maker calls for water, it opens up the valve. When it's full, it cuts the valve off. Very inexpensive, easy-to-fix item. Um, so unless you're unless there's
1: some other – problem with your Mm -hmm. refrigerator i would definitely get it fixed great thing is the the ice maker portion of your fridge and freezer uh some of the parts as as a matter of fact uh a good portion of the parts are on the outside to feed the water right so you've got this little knuckle this little brass knuckle usually on the bottom of the back of the fridge and what you'll see coming from there is either a nylon or a copper line going up to the uh ice maker and check that the full way and uh, you might find your problem right there in those two things
6: okay all right thank you very much i'll do that
1: thank you and i hope we helped all right um keep it on moving so i had a uh question this morning we were talking about a it's a bittersweet day we uh we first had allison on as our guest to talk about cars uh, the way Timmy is our AC guy and appliance guy, and John Abel is our pest guy, and Allison was our car lady. Uh, still is, right? right? Well, yeah. She'll still be our car lady, only we'll have to ask questions for her to answer on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you can ask a car question today, since Allison is here. Also, we heard from Allison this morning, uh, what you may not know from our first several episodes here is that she's also a master painter. And, uh She'll be out doing that today, right?
3: Yeah, I still I have a little paint business, and I do mechanic work, and those are my two favorite things to do in the world for money. And it's always, <laughs> wow. I love my life. That's it's, so cool. it's a good mixture of both, so I never get tired of either one. I never get where like I don't want to work on a car or I don't want to paint a house. So it keeps a little fresh, a little different. All style I can say
1: is that both of those things require the same sort of human being to be good at it.
3: It is yeah. a patience. similar. It's a,
1: patience. It takes patience. It does take patience. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I can't paint. I can't. Pay. I'm too shaky to paint. Yeah. Um, all right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got an email here. And um, hang on just a second. Let me bring that up. Here we go. It's a hardwood floor, a, ho- uh, a faux hardwood floor. Let me get this straight. All right, guys. I'm going to let you come in on this. All right. I have a question in regards to doing a faux hardwood floor. We have a 1,900-square-foot split-level home. We'd like to replace our carpet with a faux hardwood floor, preferably something that would be water-spill-resistant, as we have kids, cats, and my clumsy self who spills liquids. What is the cheapest way to accomplish this task, and would it be worth it to uh, to do myself or have a contractor do it? Um uh before I throw it to these guys I'm going to answer a little bit of it. I've put down a faux hardwood floor. A, a, well, like a quote Pergo floor, right. laminate okay. floor, you know. And um <clears throat> you can do that. It is tricky, I will tell you this. You got to there are some tools that you just got to have. And if you <laughs> don't it is like a really miserable job. There's there's these crazy things that you don't even think about when you put these floors in. One of them actually makes a saw cut at the bottom of your door frame oh, saw right so that you can get the uh whatever laminate or whatever underneath those things mm-hmm. these are tools you don't think about until you look at it and go oh that won't fit
0: you know yeah you never buy one of those until you uh into the floor job right <laughs> right so yeah, and you can't really cheat that with the saws because those blades, um, they just cut everywhere. Right. And before you guys get into
1: it, we had this same conundrum, my wife and I, about five years ago, and we split the difference and went with tile. Yeah. Um because it was we were a lot better with water that way. Right. Right. Uh, with spills and things. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know, don't 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 be scared of the of the jam
4: saw. It's uh oh, it's, it's
0: what it is. Yeah, you can rent
4: one. Y- yeah, you can. Um uh, get you a jam saw. Be very, very careful with it. There's not a good uh, guard on it. No. So, <laughs> you know, definitely be careful with it. But it's, it's. Um, I would say it would be a homeowner friendly project.
0: Yes, yes. This a- is and something. And once to- you mess that up, you got to just redo the dough jam. So, definitely do some accurate, uh, put the towel down, get you a good marker, line mm-hmm. it up, measure. Measure twice and cut once.
1: Well, and you're going to need to look for when you're when you're looking at that those flooring options. There are several. Actually, when I say several, there are hundreds sure. and thousands of flooring options. Mm-hmm. One thing you're going to really need to look for is that waterproofing. If if you're looking at that sort of stuff, you're going to have different grades, mm-hmm. uh, different millimeters of how of the thickness of those things. Um, different installation methods with either a sticky back bottom or a yes, foam yes. or plain, something don't like that.
3: do you seal them once you put them in?
1: Not, not wood.
3: Doesn't...
4: Well, okay. yeah, okay. And, and, and two, let's don't get too hung up on, on waterproof flooring. It's not now, a pool. There's no such thing as waterproof flooring. Uh, think about what you're putting it on. Uh, think about what's touching the floor. You have wood touching it. You have baseboard, shoe mold door jams right you mean you can get some water resistant type mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. but but another name for waterproof flooring mm-hmm. is state farm right
1: all
4: state <laughs> nationwide okay you know Yep. that's why we're here now, all right, all right <laughs> hang
1: on just you know, it's uh it's time for us to take our first break we're okay. we're into it here today we're talking uh, taking your home improvement questions along with your automobile questions as we get Allison the lady auto mechanic here ready for her new show Auto Correct tomorrow at 10 call us with your questions comments or just tell us what project you're working on at 877 MPB ring that's 877 672 7464 or send us an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we'll talk about your roadside emergency kit. September is National Preparedness Month, and we want to talk about your emergency kits for the road and home when we get back.
7: Welcome back to Fix It
1: 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Also, we have Allison Walker here. She gets ready for her new show starting tomorrow at 10, AutoCorrect. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. What and uh, before the break, we said that September is National Preparedness Month, and we want you to be ready in case of an emergency. So here are some things you should have in your kits, and this is for a car okay, mm-hmm. and uh this is this is stuff that you need. everybody needs a pair of jumper cables, yeah and your, your car. Own jumper cables your own jumper cables. there's right. nothing like walking around an auto <laughs> right. zone asking somebody for jumper cables So
4: now you know, look, I want to comment and allison uh, t- tell me tell me if this is correct um i I've owned a good pair of jump cables <laughs> and i've I've had a free pair of jump, no. jump cables. And it just seems like free costs a lot more than the expensive free ones. Free <laughs> never ever works. They have a shortage. I've never run
3: into that problem. To that, me the, really?
4: I know no. what you're talking about. And the I've free had, ones.
3: Well, I've had people while I was jumping them say, "We probably need the bigger cables." So I was like, "Just wait, let it juice it."
4: Okay. And then mm-hmm. it, it was. Well, hard. see, that goes back to our patient level. Oh no! Right? I, yeah. I want it happening. You Know the you first meeting
0: number, yeah.
1: That may be what it is, yeah. yeah. Send me okay. the platinum tip version, oh, I, want, I want it to work now, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I want it to work before I hook it up, right? All right, yeah. hey, like when I hook those things up, I don't, I barely want to have the key, yes. so,
5: anyway. <laughs> of course, thank you. So,
1: there we go. Jumper cables. Um, now this is going to sound sound silly, but think about all right, I want all of you to sit here and think about it. everyone's got this. Am I the road for me that is like the scariest ever is the road. It's 98 between Hattiesburg and Sims, Alabama, is the darkest road in the world to that me. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things they're asking you to put in your car kit here is a flare or a triangle reflector. Mm. And that could even be one of those uh, little crack glow sticks or something sure. like that, because I'm telling you, folks, out there in the middle of that, on a tuesday night there is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Just yep. black. It is dark. Uh so that's something you're going to want even if you got to like change a tire or something. Yeah. You need a light source. Uh a quart or more of motor oil. For those of you who like when when it becomes our time to get out of town, you know, like if there's like a big uh, uh storm or something coming, grab this because think about it. Think about when Katrina came through. How many people were sitting on I-55 mm. north for Oh my gosh. I right, mean, you know. So yeah, a lot of motors blow. Right. Uh mm-hmm. another another one to go with that, a gallon of coolant. Nothing 50- wrong with fifty. Yeah. Uh nothing wrong with like keeping it in 50-50. your trunk. 50-50, yeah.
3: Uh
1: fifty fifty, a gallon I recommend of coolant. 50-50,
3: yeah.
1: Uh this one's very important. A first gate first aid kit. Mm. Yes, very important. Hmm. Um and then uh a blanket or a space blanket. This you is if you get caught somewhere. That. Yeah. If you get caught somewhere, a uh, flashlight, of course, with extra batteries, yes. uh, a tool kit with screwdrivers, pliers, adjustable wrench, pocket knife. These are things that you can use if you, if you run into a problem, or I want you to think about this. The other day, there was a, a, a lady in the, in the middle of the road on Lakeland drive whose car had died down. I pulled over to the side and helped her, you know, push it over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I feel like we could have. Done something to fix that car, but neither one of us had anything with us. Nothing. I hey, you know, just, yeah, just
0: fingers. So is, <laughs> this is about all we could do. because whatever. What that about some bear spray? Should we have that in the list? Depends on where you're, you're traveling. in North Carolina, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, which yeah. is
3: where I just went on vacation in. and Apparently, bears are severe there. Well,
0: actually, mm. we're getting more and more bears
4: in Mississippi. Okay, really, they're oh, coming. They're running absolutely. from North Carolina, which absolutely. is getting overpopulated, and they're uh, running over here. We've got them on. Uh, we've got them on camera at Deer Camp.
5: Right.
3: Well, that well, I went camping, and I was completely terrified of bears all night long, and I didn't sleep. Well, and I kept going, <laughs> all night long.
1: <laughs> okay, I got a question from Harold here. I'd like to run fiber optic cable in my home to replace the old telephone lines. Mm-hmm. Who do I call to do this work? Do you have to buy new telephone jacks as well? Uh, I'm not sure about the jacks. I can say that there's there's... There's not a whole bunch of people. It's a specialized thing now. There's not a whole bunch of people wiring up homes because wireless happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you?
3: What would you want fiber optic cables for? Just curious. Uh,
1: well, if if internet. let's say let's say a fiber optic is coming into his home, and he got the access to that, then he's got monster internet or mm-hmm. whatever That's else. Right. Okay. You, know, <laughs> you know. But um, as far as a telephone line. I'm telling you, the bandwidth that a telephone line uses doesn't even need fiber optic at all. It barely needs a wire. But anyway, now that we've yeah. gone to Wi-Fi, you know that's not going to happen as often. So, um, if you do need someone, there are people out there who do install uh, installations of electronics in your home. They're very specialized companies. Uh, yeah. They typically, uh, typically like deep pockets. So.
0: Oh, yes. But yes. they
1: will come to your house and install anything you ask them. The tech squad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, number to call is 877 MPB ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or you can uh, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And uh, the home kit. Now, look, this is Mississippi. We've been through storms. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times. So a lot of us know what are supposed to be in the home kit. But please let me uh, tell you about this. And a lot of people have this like in a, have a lot of the stuff in like a five gallon bucket, you know, that you can have a lid on and you can carry with you. <clears throat> and this is some interesting stuff. Uh, water, of course, uh, one gallon of water per person per day for at least three days of drinking and sanitation. That should be in your home. Uh, food at last, uh, at least a three day supply of non-perishable food. I know we have that at my house cause my kids won't need it anyway.
5: If it's in a can,
1: no uh, battery powered or hand crank radio and a NOAA weather radio with tone alert that's tuned to 90, uh, well, wherever you're tuned to MPB. All right. Uh, a flashlight first aid kit. Folks, I can't mention this first aid kit enough. If you don't yeah. have one around and you pass by them every day in stores, right. yeah. first just aid pick one up. Is, is, they're so <laughs> you important. You need
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. I
4: mean, what are they, 20 bucks? $20, right. yes. $25? They're right. life what they Come are. On. In
3: 40 yeah. years, I've never used one. So I mean, yeah, I'm telling Now's the time.
4: Yeah, please get a first aid
1: kit. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, uh, and I think what you might run into is burn. burn uh, or a severe cut, you know. Yep. That's and, all
3: from yesterday. I've got cuts all over my hands, so, I mean, I guess I could... Actually oh, I am not talking to that. you anymore. Okay. Uh, all right.
1: So, a whistle to signal for help. This sounds crazy, but I remember I helped my dad build his tornado shelter, and one of the things we built in it was was a sound system. Because think about it, it this was down in the basement. If the home comes down, you've got you've got tonnage of of material on top of this mm, thing. You can't move it. Right. Right. So, if you're inside your tornado shelter or whatever. And people are looking. It's good to have a whistle in there, something that goes really loud. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good idea. And they're like a buck sixty-seven at Walmart, right. so Whatever.
0: And they still make them,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, oh, dust mask. I know that's not a lot. Something. People, remember me talking about this house maybe down. So, like, if something mm-hmm. bad happens to your house, it's a lot of dust and whatnot. It'd be yes. dangerous. <clears throat> um, moist towelettes, garbage bag, wrench or pliers. Always to turn off utilities. By the mm-hmm. way, if you yes. got something coming, you want that gas off. Yes, yes. Uh, local maps and cell phone with charger. So there you go. Let's go to the phone. Aaron is on the line in Jackson. He's got a comment about the emergency box. What are you, what are you talking about, Aaron?
7: Oh, I'm just talking about the. Uh, hey guys, uh, hey. just talking about the little kit y'all were talking about for vehicles earlier. Yeah. Um, I've, I've fixed up all of my kids' uh, a crate put in the back of their vehicles, whether it was trucks or cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be surprised what would fit in the. Back of a crate or in a crate about the size of a, an old milk crate,
8: right? Um, mm-hmm.
7: An inexpensive set of cables, like I said, I prefer to carry water and put water, like four or five bottles of water, in there instead of antifreeze because you can use it for, you know, drinking or what. Out if you get cut, or yeah. you can drink it if necessary. In an emergency, you can stick it in your car for, for fluid.
1: That's a neat idea.
7: Uh, um, but you know, you can you can put a, a pair of wrench, a couple of screwdrivers. Vice grips, tape, a little bit of rope, uh, just a lot of emergency items. But, you know, they, it, it packs in there really well, and it's it doesn't take up much space in the trunk, and you've always got it there.
1: Well, um, and Erin, like uh, the lady that uh, was on the side of the road that I helped the other day, it was, it, you know, I wish she had had something there. I might be able you know, I wasn't carrying anything, and she wasn't carrying anything, so neither one of us could do anything. So even if she yeah. didn't know how to use the tools that she had, I could have used them, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah
7: yeah and i even have a you know i even have a small uh fire extinguisher in them i mean it's it's just you know you can oh, cram an awful yes. lot in a in a, in one of those boxes
1: that's that's um, fantastic
7: and on the uh on the um jumper cables thing um i i was a mechanic for about ten or twelve years and mm-hmm. um always i always keep a really good set of cables with me something like four o mm-hmm. um and the reason is you know you can you can usually hook four-aught cables to another battery and not even have to crank the vehicle to, for it to give it enough jump to jump another one. Um, wow. Yeah, but, you know, you, you kind of want to charge your battery, so that's why people crank them up and, and try to charge it a little bit to, to help you out. But uh, the inexpensive cable, the problems with those, the thinner they are, they, they tend to build up heat after a while mm-hmm. um, after you've had them charging. And then when you have heat, you have more resistance, so it doesn't charge as quickly, and you wind up just taking longer and longer and longer to charge. Right. Um, oh, and wow. that's the reason for, for having some, some really good set of cables and not only that, but they're just going to last a lifetime.
1: Hey, what do you think, Aaron? What's, what's a good, and actually I can ask anybody here, what's a good set of cables cost?
3: Oh, bucks. they're, 100 cost? yeah.
1: hundred yeah. bucks. hundred
7: bucks. Sure.
3: Yeah. I'd say they're anywhere from 30 100. to a hundred and then a cheap pair is like
1: $13.
7: Nine, 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 yeah. So. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we know what that'll get you. Uh, so, yeah. Nothing. Right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it.
7: Enjoy showing your time. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah, the thicker the wire, the better. All right, Allison, here we go. And we knew it was coming. Marvin's on the line in Purvis, wants to know about a 1986 truck. What kind of truck you got, Marvin?
9: Uh, Good morning. Morning. Uh, I have a 1986 GMC S15. It's a 2.8 engine, five speed, standard transmission. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a new track back back in ninety, I mean two thousand and one, two thousand and two. So I used very limited this track, and then it started missing. And uh, some uh, friend of mine suggested I should uh, take the the engine to a local uh, college to have overhaul. Uh-huh. So I did, and they changed everything. Everything is new except the cylinder block. Huh. But uh, when the uh, engine came, I uh, didn't have much, too much time to work on it, so I waited a few, few months and uh, a few years. And then the, the car runs, but it's uh, uh, running really rough. Uh, it vibrates a lot. Oh. And uh, the the tachometer... Is uh, just going up and down. It's, it's erratic. When I have the the engine probably running about mm-hmm. uh, uh, maybe nine hundred RPMs, it's showing that it's going uh, above six thousand. Wow! So and I cannot. Uh, I changed the, the the injectors. I changed the the. Yeah,
1: uh, uh, you know, you know uh, Marvin. Okay, this is this is going to be a. Wow, uh that's you need to bring it in pretty the deep, all right, Allison.
3: <laughs> uh, see, see you
1: scratching your chin over there
3: It's um with the miss, you can do different diagnostics and find out exactly what the problem is. It sounded like you know I hate it when people do that, and they just start replacing stuff without actually knowing what's going on. You can do a compression test, you can do a leak down test. Um you can find out if it's was your injectors acting up or could have just been spark plugs. But a mist can be caused by a lot of different things. It can be caused by vacuum. It can be caused by the the piston rings aren't sealing up and causing compression anymore. You can find out which cylinder it is doing it by taking off uh the ignition coil cables and spark plug wires to it. So there's a lot. Yes, do it while the car's on so you can tell which cylinder's messing up, right. actually. Right. Yeah, well, you, know, you do definitely want to use insulated gloves with that. Right. But anyway. Um, <laughs>
1: yes. I've done it I've without the gloves. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What yeah, a feeling.
3: God. But um, on, on that, I you're... you're Gonna have to step back a little bit and start with the very basics. It could be a vacuum line. I mean, so you know, you, you're gonna have to step back through it. It could be something as serious as the actual engine itself is just gotten old and and blown.
9: No, well, the, the like I said, the engine is uh, is overhauled. If everything is new, the they only rebuilt thing it. There, everything, everything is new except the cylinder block, and the cylinder block was uh, rebuilt. <laughs> And it's got a new cylinder head, the valves, right, camshaft, uh, crankshaft, uh, pistons, ring. Got gotcha, you, Marvin. Yeah. yeah. It
3: sounds also like it could be your auto air control valve. It's called an IAC valve, and uh, it will make your car go up and down, up and down on the RPM. Hey, I have and an idea, Marvin.
1: I want you to do this for me, and we're going to follow up on this. Marvin, send an email to Auto at mpbonline.org. That's going to be Allison's new email that she has to answer and that way she can answer that. Cool. Thanks, Marv. We're going to move along and... <laughs> Thank you, Java. Appreciate it. Hey, um... Yeah, it's time for another break. When we get back, we'll uh, switch gears a little bit and uh, look into your backyard. We'll also take Sue and talk to her about a foggy windshield here coming up. Uh, we've got a really simple build... For a backyard fire pit. Isn't that cool? I mean, I'm like literally going to tell you how to build one of these things. Stay tuned. Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. <laughs> this is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Also, we have Allison Walker here she gets ready for her new show, AutoCorrect, which you just heard. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877 MPB Ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to Fix It 101 at MPB Online org. Let's move on to uh, Sue in Beaumont. She's got a foggy windshield.
5: Yeah, you
1: know, i Sue. My now. dad used to pour yeah, Coca Cola over the top of it.
5: And uh, this is what happened. My, I've got a windshield that must have a. I don't know if they make these automobile windshields with like a sheet of plexiglass in between two sheets of glass or, so, or something like that. Hmm? Because my windshield looks foggy. It looks, I cleaned it inside and out, and it still looks like a, like a haze on it, like fog. Because I can look out my uh, driver's side mirror and I can see that everything looks normal out there, but out 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 of my windshield things look foggy. What's going on there?
1: I I don't know except for moisture inside of your vehicle, maybe. Uh, is is the is the is the haze on the inside or do you think the outside?
5: Well, I can't tell. I, I cleaned inside and outside of the windshield and I don't hmm. see anything. I can't, you know. Well, and, it, and my car is under a carport, so it doesn't get rained on. i I don't know. I don't know why it's foggy looking.
4: There's a there's a piece of safety film in between those two right, pieces right. of glass. Yeah. Uh, which keeps it from shattering. Um how, how old is this window glass?
5: It's it came with a car. It's a 2014 Yaris. Wow.
4: Okay. Yeah, I hey, I'd go to a, I'd go to a windshield uh yeah um, uh, repair, I mean a windshield replacement. And, uh, I mean, you, you can get a windshield. Yeah, I have a thing for, fix you right up. Yeah, for well, $150. Well, I, I have bucks. a
3: friend that does that. I'd like to hear what he says. He's usually listening. He's called in before mm, okay. when we had a windshield. Well, Sue, window. if he calls
1: in, we'll, uh, we'll uh, get an answer. I'd
3: be curious to hear what he says, too.
1: There we go. All right, thanks, Sue. Right, thank I appreciate you. it. Let's go to, uh, uh, oh, man, Timmy in Louisiana. Are you with us, Timmy? Timothy? Hello. Hey, Timothy? Uh,
10: no, this is Mike.
1: Oh, hey Mike. hi, Mike. What, what were you calling Asking
3: about? He, and, he, and that's him. That's, that's him? My windshield that quick.
1: how's it going? Hey, Mike. Uh, you were going to say something about that uh, windshield?
3: Yeah, maybe.
1: Okay, please. <laughs> 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 What's that? Okay, there, someone called about a foggy windshield. They can't stop it from being foggy. Yeah.
10: What, um, what is that? I would say, I, first thing I'd ask is he's a smoker. And oh, a lot of times the, um, the vents, like the, the fresh air vent, mm-hmm. if you open or close them, the cars can breathe. And, uh, she may, she may just need to take a really, really good glass cleaner. Being that she's got a car that new, uh-huh. um, I wouldn't expect that there would be an issue with the, the glass itself. Um, I, I, mean, I guess it's both.
1: I don't know oh, how she bad. lived honestly in Mississippi for three years without having to replace her windshield right that's
10: a good point yeah. I, mean, I, got a good, I got a pretty good gig man yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it Mike yeah Hi, Mike. All right. uh let's go to uh wow, you know what we were talking before the break about building a uh, fire pit. And I just think this is the coolest thing in the world. World, You can do this, like, in your backyard, assuming things. Before building a fire pit, you got to check the building codes in your area to get the proper specs and regulations, and then do it anyway. Choose a spot that is away from your house and away from any low-hanging trees or other structures. And uh, take precautions when digging holes because you don't hit any utility lines. But here's the stuff you need. You ready? Okay, and remember this, if you need to go back and check this out on the podcast, you can get it on the app or whatever. But the tools and materials that you need, you need concrete wall stones, and you can pick those out. And usually you can find those, and a lot of people get the garden paver type things, you know, to use. Uh, Capstones, those are the ones that are are pretty that go on the top. Mm -hmm. Um, Sand, a shovel, tape measure, a level that's really serious. On that level thing, uh, a tamper, what is a tamper? That's the thing that like knocks the dirt down to make it flat. Okay. And then a steel rake. Now, first you lay out your pavers in a circle and the approximate size and shape of your fire pit uh, and a fire pit should be about 36 to 44 inches in diameter. Okay. Uh, when you have your circle roughed out, dig a 12-inch hole in that location, right there uh-huh. in that spot. Pour sand in the bottom of the hole and tamp that down to make the sand level. Okay. Okay. Then you begin to lay your wall stones around the perimeter of the hole. Continue stacking the stones so that they're 12 inches above the surrounding ground. Then you pour in a layer of sand. Sand into the ring of stones so that it covers the first layer, approximately four inches deep. Put some wood in and fire it up. Wow! Yeah, man, isn't that cool? Awesome!
3: I w- I like that. Blows my mind because I would assume it's just this huge production. No, so that.
1: so there you go. And if you didn't catch all those, that recipe, just uh, download the podcast. You can you can pick up from the MPB Public Radio app, uh, Public Media app, or you can go online, mpbonline.org. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Kathleen and O'Saika's on the line. Let's see what Kathleen's got going on today. What's going on, Kathleen?
6: Well, I got a comment and then a question. My comment is to WMPV for not only doing such a great job across the board, but the uh, the local talent and the expertise and the accessibility can't be beat. I don't know of another station that can produce this quality. Uh, Thanks to the staff and Ronnie Agnew and all of y'all doing such a wonderful job. Yeah, yes. Okay, now you you can answer my question. (laughs) I I need a compressor for... uh, 1994 GMC Safari, and I I went to sticker shock, five hundred dollars at a uh, at a shop. And I'm thinking, can I get order that through a like an AutoZone or something like that? Or
1: can you install it?
6: Oh, I'm not going to install it. I'm just going to buy it, right? And then hand it to him because okay. I just think that. I may
3: be overcharged on that. Some You're- shops do, some don't, but that's a good price, actually, because you think he's he's probably going to have to pay about, well, about 200 for the compressor, whether it's yeah. rebuilt or new, and then the labor. Uh, you, you have to recharge the system. You have to make sure everything works, and usually it's not just the compressor they're replacing. They're replacing the dryer and the expansion valve orifice tube, <laughs> so... Sometimes usually don't just replace the compressor. So there's usually a few more parts involved with that too. Now some shops will let you bring a part, some won't. so You can just ask them and see if he's okay with well, you sourcing it.
6: Allison, I'll take your advice on that. And look, I thought of another name for you. It's called uh, Walking on Wheels. In other words, anything on wheels they can call Walking. I, like I am that. Really, right. so, <laughs> so glad to welcome you to the, the staff. I know it may not mean a lot, but I remember during hurricane season and. WMPB was one of the few stations still on, and they not only did their shows, they accessed their their facilities to up stations to carry on. And y'all are very needed, very worthwhile.
3: Thank you. I'm glad to be a part of something like that. It's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. All right. uh, Thanks,
1: Kathleen. Let's move on to Timothy in uh, Louisiana. You with us, Timothy? Timothy? Oh, yeah. Good morning, y'all. And welcome aboard, Allison. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, what's going on this uh, morning?
11: I like those Allison marine engines. wow, yeah. an aircraft,
1: you
3: know. <laughs> I've well, never heard of that. Well, my middle name is Marine. Yeah, you
1: know, it's an Allison engine.
3: I for no yeah. Allison Transmission. Twelve but, cylinder. And they're in what was it you said? Boats. Airplanes? Boats. Aircra-
11: aircraft and then racing boats. Is it
3: a V eight twin turbo? Twenty
11: cylinder
1: twelve. Ooh, awesome. It's a beast. All right, go for it, Timothy. What's going on with this jumping the car thing?
11: Um my recommendation is a capacitor bank with a hand crank. Of
3: course. Uh, <laughs> we're talking old school. Uh,
1: that's uh great. Timothy,
3: no, we're talking new school. Right, right that's right, Timothy.
2: But,
1: uh, if, if the rest of you haven't met the character that is Timothy on our show, Timothy um, lives off the grid in Louisiana, and we often get very good tips about how to do things differently from Timothy. So, uh, Timothy,
3: you need a YouTube for, channel.
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, go to YouTube and put in a hand crank capacitor bank, okay. and you'll get the full instructions on how to do it yourself for under 100 bucks.
2: Ooh, the man. cables
11: are only two feet long. You can jump 100 cars with it. Wow. Without, without, without op- you know, you could just walk car to car and jump.
1: This wow. guy's got the world yeah. figured out, yes, man. Yes, he does. <laughs> Interesting. Thanks, Timothy. I get inspired every time
0: he calls. I know, every I'm time. You, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Timothy. Thanks, Y'all Al. Have a good I Thank know you. my granddaddy had an old 56 like that. You had to get out and wind it up. On a <laughs> oh, 56,
3: it still had a no, What 56. car was this? It
0: six. was an old Chevy. It was... It, I'm not... I know, that's right. not... No. Nah. No. get out. And all
1: right, let's winded. go to.
9: <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's go to Dan
1: and Van Cleve, and he's talking about jumping a car. Don't go anywhere, Bob. We're going to get to you in just a second, okay? Uh, Dan and Van Cleave. Uh, yeah,
12: this is Dan. Yes,
1: yeah, sir. What's going on?
12: Um, after several years, about thirty years of doing on-site automotive repair, jump starts, and I had mm. contracts with all the casinos for their buses and commercial vehicles that they used for mm. whatever. Okay, until Katrina wiped them all out. All right. Uh, there's a technique, there's two things in jumping cars, or car to bus, bus to bus, whatever the situation is. They want to make sure, one, that the person that's going to start the car that you're jumping is in the car at the point that you connect the cables. And you can always connect them to the jumping car first, to the car that's being jumped. And make sure that when you put the negative cable on their battery that you're getting a spark. Because if you don't show a spark going from the car that's sitting there running, going over to the vehicle that's not running, you don't have you don't have a circuit. So make sure you get a little spark,
3: and make okay, sure that car the, is off first too. Your car that you're starting with. And a lot of people leave their car running and then they hook the cables up. You're supposed to turn your car off, right? Then hook the right. cables I'm, up, then crank it.
12: Yeah, I'm talking about just leave leave the jumper car off, leave mm-hmm. the other car that's being jumped off. And make sure you get that spark. Then, when you connect the cables, let them stay connected for about two minutes. I always do two minutes. to Allow the static charge from my battery, the car that's jumping, going to the battery that is needing the static charge, and make sure that the top plates of the battery get that charge. Okay? After two minutes, (laughs) when they hit that ignition switch, when you give them the, the go on the vehicle that's being jumped, they need to understand... Crank it
1: up. You know what? I appreciate you saying that, Dan, because what happens in my life all the time when I have situations of having to jump someone off is I'll put the cables on there. I mean, we literally put the cables on there. I'll go and start my car, and I'll say, all right, go try to start yours. I won't wait two minutes. I won't do anything. I, just, I want yeah. it to start, like uh, Jeff mentioned a few minutes ago. Do it now. But, uh, but you're right. I guess I should just wait for it to juice up for a little while.
0: I've had so some bad on, experiences yeah. where... Um, I give someone a jump and now I got a problem and shorted out something in my car. And, you you're Were you
3: putting the cables on with the car? Running?
0: I'm doing everything backwards. I
3: tell you, know. <laughs> Dale, you're but so
0: funny. I'm just blowing fuses and everything. I'm like, oh, why did oh I get God. him a jump? Now I need help. You know. <laughs> All right, Bob's and Jackson. He's
1: got a comment about the fire pit and car. What's going on, Bob?
8: Just another lovely day. Yes. Um, as far as the fire pit goes, uh, we had a fire pit and I wanted to get a top for it. <laughs> uh, I got prices up to $400 to fabricate a top of this thing. Instead, really? I went to Mr. Chin's. I bought a 32 inch wok. I knocked the handles off it, <laughs> turned it upside down, put <laughs> on it That's my fireplace. That's my fireplace. <laughs> Dude, that is a amazing, <laughs> That is fantastic. And as far as the safety kit goes, I prepared uh-huh. notes with a firefighter one time in addition to the gloves and the fire extinguisher and all this stuff. He mm-hmm. carried a large cotton beach towel. And he would use that, if he could reach inside the car, he would give that to whoever was in the car to cover themselves uh, uh, in case he had to break glass. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. That's and not a bad I idea. always carry a spring-loaded uh, punch in my car. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, that, to
1: knock the glass out if you end up in water, right?
8: Exactly. Right. Now, if you don't have anything to break the glass from the inside of the car or the outside, mm-hmm. if you're trapped in a car and can't break the glass... Mm-hmm. You can kick the windshield out a lot easier than you can kick that safety glass out. Right. Mm. Uh, the,
1: okay. The yeah. Glass. All right. Yeah. I never knew that before. Yeah, we right. do. Yeah,
8: they're designed to, to. You know, they they're designed not to come in. Just, it, you got to be able to get them out. So there's really nothing mechanical
1: holding them in place. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nothing.
4: Nothing other than that. Than that rubber seal.
1: Then probably. Right. Exactly. Or glue That's or glue. something. All yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, appreciate it, Bob. Thank you very much, sir. It's time for our last break of the hour. You can call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And if you can't get your uh, car question answered today, make sure to tune in to AutoCorrect tomorrow at 10. During the break, see if you can answer this question, question how much? Is the most expensive car in the world
0: right now. We'll answer it after break. Love that. The information presented on Fixit 101 is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the host and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a licensed contractor for guidance about your home improvement or related questions.
1: Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks. Also, we have Allison Walker here as she gets ready for her new show, Autocorrect premiering tomorrow at 10 a.m. Are you excited?
3: Super. Super. Ridiculously Super. excited. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at org. Before the break, we ask the question, how much the most expensive car in the world is? uh the answer is, and I had to, I had to clarify this because there's a lot of definitions of the most expensive car in the world. This one is new one-off. It's a one-off, and it is, uh, the answer is a $12.8 million Rolls-Royce Rolls Royce sweep-tail, sweeptail, right? There we go, Sweeptail. You can't buy it, though. There's only one. Hmm. I think somebody else bought it. So but anyway. I <laughs> hope so. It was twelve point eight. I was telling Java though that I saw the other day, you know the the, the uh Ferrari that appeared in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Sure. Yeah. yeah that that type of Ferrari sold for like sixty five million dollars. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Uh meaning meaning. Well, an I would have guessed now. a
3: Ferrari because Ferrari right. has all these amazing classic cars that right. truly right. are. Well, with, this is a
1: brand new car, a Rolls Royce, for twelve point eight million dollars. That's amazing. Wow. All right, let's go to uh, Mikey in Mobile. She's been waiting for a minute and wanted to talk about those uh, emergency supplies. What is, what's going on, Mikey?
2: Um, I'm a veteran of two different hurricanes, okay? One wiped me out. The other one I'm still working on, okay? <laughs> Even though it was a while back. Um, one thing that hasn't been mentioned yet for the autos uh-huh. particularly is, the uh, well, if you have a camper on your truck, mm-hmm. which I do, um, kneeling, it, it's real... You know, your knees are going to tell you. (laughs) Or if you have another vehicle that's similar, your knees are going to tell you. So you need either knee pads, or my favorite is, and I keep them in my truck all the time, some of the shop squares, you know, the ones that that fit together like a nozzle? Uh Uh-huh. Like the foam
1: rubber kind of things? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're inexpensive. They're waterproof. Mm -hmm. You can put them over your tailgate. Right. Climb in and out. And, and move them around, you know, because they do fit together in different ways. And also, if you're in, if, God forbid, your you know, your situation gets bad enough that um, you're having to, to be, like, permanently camping for a while, they also double as a waterproof ground cover.
1: Oh, nice. Good idea. With all
2: the other stuff. So, um, and, uh, yeah, the large cotton beach towel thing sounds great. Right. You want? Uh, lightweight and compact is the most important So you want everything you can get, you know, it's like uh, a a big piece of plastic or tarp with Mm -hmm. a few ties and even
1: some magnets,
2: some of those office magnets with clips on them Mm -hmm. and bungees, you know, those, you will...
1: Those are good ideas, bungees yeah. especially. All right, Mikey, we got to go take this other call before it's time to roll out. Uh, we're going to talk to Mike in Jackson, and he's got a comment about the window in the car and that fog thing. What's going? Is that what you were talking about, Mike?
10: No, you just had another caller call in something about um, if oh. you were stuck in the car maybe. get yeah. in oh, okay. In the, car. Mm-hmm. the front windshield in your vehicle is made to withstand a front-end collision. Right. So that glass is going to flex. If you go to a junkyard and you, and you look where the passenger side airbag is deployed, uh-huh. it'll it'll blow that windshield up like a balloon. Really? You're, you're not going to kick your front windshield out of your car. I'm just saying. Okay. Number two, I love Mikey from Mobile. She's awesome. Uh-huh. And another thing you might want to put in your emergency kit uh-huh. is a pack of crackers.
1: Pack of crackers. Look at <laughs> you being smart. We're going to be on the road for three days. And we got nothing to eat. Good for you. Appreciate it. All right, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from our listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today is Liz Gill. Uh, and uh, for Dale Moore, Jeff Sammons, and Allison Walker, who starts your show tomorrow at 10 a.m. called AutoCorrect, a new auto call-in show. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo and join us next Wednesday at 9.00 for Fix It 101 and this Saturday at 9 on MPB Think Radio.